Hey there, lovely Water Trio listeners. I'm Cassandra and I'm joined here by my dear friends and colleagues in action, Alicia and Kelly. So we are going to be exploring uh, two weeks of April with you today, and that will be the astrology between April 13 and 26, I believe. So um, Kel, I think it might be you that's going to be sharing with us some of the nicer astrology that we've seen in a while. Yes, there is uh, a little bit of a reprieve in the cosmic weather in the middle of the month. Uh, So there's this weird pair of aspects. I want to sort of touch on both briefly. Um, This involves Mercury sextile Venus and Mercury sextile Mars, which are two aspects that are happening on April 18, Saturday, April 18. Now, they will not make everything better. I just want to be very realistic there that the larger themes to do with contraction and limitation are still floating around in the ethers a little bit. Uh, But they do have these two aspects have there's a, a fun or a light and certainly a social connected collaborative quality. And I was trying to think, so how would people use these aspects? Because normally what I would say, if we weren't in our social isolation, I can't even speak, social isolation, quarantine, shelter at home, you know, new world in which we live, I'm like, this would be the weekend you'd go out with people, you'd have groups, you'd do workshops, you'd be, you know, you'd be connecting with people, you know, in some way. So obviously we have to do all that online. So this would be a great weekend to do a Zoom party or a group chat a group video call of some kind, you know, whatever online platform you're using. But I also thought this, you know, the particularly the Mercury-Mars component has a little bit of a decisive quality, making decisions about what you're doing or what's coming up in the future. I know we're all doing that within the context of new restrictions that are out of our control, but even within that zone of, you know, that our circle of control has changed. It's smaller than what it used to be. We can't decide we're going to take a weekend trip, but we might decide we're going to take an hour a day and and chat with a friend or do your workout or, you know, maybe you're going to get a Skype workout buddy or something. So there is a sense of like making decisions where you can, maybe putting a few plans in place in terms of what the next month or two might look like. Weirdly, I know for us here in Belgium, when they extended our lockdown, I felt better because I was like, oh, that's the time frame in which I can plan. And that was like, if you just think it's this two week thing, you sort of think I'll just carry on. But once at one point we had this sort of five week window and I was like, oh, well, that gives me a chunk of time to set an exercise goal or, you know, get back on watching what I'm eating because, um, I've been watching a lot of food go into my mouth and now we're going to get back on get back on track a little bit. But knowing that I had a longer time frame made that possible. So the the Mercury Venus, Mercury Mars, it's just it's it's lighter, it's not heavy, it's interactive. You know, if you've always thought you wanted to do this thing with this person online, this is the weekend where you're either doing it or you're setting up the call to organize and plan when you're going to do it. Um, what do you guys think about these aspects? Like, did you also look at April and think about these aspects as like the couple of fun light aspects and what were your mm-hmm. sort of tips for people? You go, Cass. Yeah, one, 100%. Um, I've actually got a couple of podcasts booked <laughs> to speak around that time. So uh, introductory of people, yeah, can you come and talk on my podcast? And I was like, uh, can we do it on this weekend? Because the astro weather's nice. And I've actually been uh, doing some horoscope writing for a fellow astrologer. And because there's so much kind of 
um, you know, Venus and Gemini and these different sort of like, you know, it's a very Mercury month overall. And so, yeah, as you were saying, Kel, it's like, you know, my really only go-to to describe that for people um, in a daily horoscope setting is like, ah, organize a Skype party or a FaceTime because <laughs> we can't yes. do the other things that we would normally do. And I do like the point that you made about, you know, the Mars, that slightly longer, you know, what choices can I make within a time frame? And I certainly felt that recently because um, in Queensland, the state that both Lishi and I do live in, they were a little bit like not making a hard and fast decision on when to close the schools. And then once that decision actually kind of got made and then I was like, okay, now I can org- organize my calendar, I can organize my clients and, you know, logistics with uh, my child's dad. Whereas before it was like, I don't know what I'm doing and that was actually causing me perhaps a little bit more stress. But now it's like I know what days I've got, what days I don't and, you know, carving out that time to do the things that I need to do to survive the situation we're in. And I think that's kind of the Mars piece there, you know, that sort of survival, fight or flight kind of quality. And, you know, we're at that point now where for many people the cabin fever or the COVID fever, as you were saying, Lishi, is starting to feel real. Mm. And But one thing in saying all that, uh, what I've really been enjoying, because, um, you know, I can't go to the gym and I've got a bit of a setup here, but nothing to get excited over, is I've been walking every single day and it's been nice to see a lot of other people doing that, which I n- normally wouldn't see. So people are needing to kind of get that Marsy energy out. And so yeah. mm. you might sort of, you know, it's not exactly socialising, but it's like from a distance, it's like, oh, there's another human. <laughs> it's kind of nice. So, um, yeah, but uh, definitely uh, the internet airwaves could be a little bit busy this weekend for sure. Yeah. And Leishi, yeah. what are your thoughts around that? I just keep thinking, especially the Mars-Mercury piece of mental gymnastics. Well, it's like that idea of really having to be flexible, nimble, you know, and we, we have no long-term timelines right now. We really do not know. So it's like I think you guys were talking in the pre-show chat about it's not what we're doing next month, it's what we're doing next week mm. and trying to stay as I don't know, comfortable with being in the now as we possibly can. And Mm. if something comes up against us, okay, let's be flexible, let's change, let's do the mental gymnastics we need to. And I think because we've got Mercury in Aries and he's so he's in Mars's sign and Mars is in Aquarius, like really looking to the future, there's this sense of we really don't know what we're doing right now and that's okay. Let's just be in the moment and try to deal with the everyday. And I was also wondering with that Mercury-Venus piece, because I do love Mercury and Venus, if it's, you know, the people that you are in isolation with face-to-face, having some open and direct conversations with each other to clear the air because I know for us the rub, the friction's happening because we're not so used to being in in each other's pockets right now. So it's like, okay, use that Aries honesty and directness to maybe just clear the air, fire things out, get things a bit more fluid and and flowing rather than kind of just beating our heads against the wall with things. So that's my take Mm. on it anyway, what I'm thinking. Yeah, totally. I mean, when... 
as you were both chatting, it also made me think about like the podcasts and the books. It's like there's a lot of mental energy yeah. around this weekend and wanting information, yeah. being curious. So you might be feeding your brain or reading those books or listening to those, you know, if anybody else is like me, you've got unread books on the bookshelf, you've got um, audio files and video files of um, online trainings that you've wanted to listen to and you haven't, you know, there's always a backlog of things. Uh, and then the other piece that, you know, it's a little bit more on the boring mundane front, but Mercury Mars to me is like dealing with paperwork or dealing with correspondence, just dealing with some of that um, sort of minutiae of day-to-day like paperwork and organizing stuff. Um, I also wonder if online shopping, you know, I know that has different levels of availability for, for different people depending on where you are and what your financial situation is, but I did wonder if there might be a little bit more of an online shopping splurge this weekend. <laughs> yeah yeah and I do wonder about the anxiety piece with this as well and what's possible because you know I think you brought it up beautifully in the past Kel how how um, Mars in Aquarius can make us a bit anxious and Mercury there too so if the anxiety is coming up if the worries are coming up you know the, the mental stimulation just checking out from taking on too much or whatever you want to read or check into make sure it's something that you love and that's nurturing and, and in a way just, I want to say grounding, but it's, I don't know. It's, it's going with those things you love to do rather than constantly checking your feed for COVID stats, you know, and, um, or what everybody else is saying that I think there there could be potential information overload in this time as well. Mm. Yeah, I think that the, the, one of the challenging things is for the Mercury-Mars, particularly with Mercury in a fire sign and then, you know, mm. in aspect to Mars, I would normally say this is also about physical movement and, you know, about yep. physical activity being a way of managing the mind and the mindset. But most of us have limitations around that. But it might be one of those weekends where if you are just struggling to kind of keep your mind in a clear space, a little bit of like, I don't know, jumping jacks or step ups or, you know, some squats where you're just holding a couple of tins or what have you got, Cass, like big 10 litre bottles of water or something. Uh, like just <laughs> yeah, to give it a bit a of couple intensity. Of 10 <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Or if you want something easy on the eye, you could join Chris Hemsworth's centre app like I have. Like Leisha's. <laughs> and you'll thank me later. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. so, yeah, that's that's a bit of a fun vibe. And then so one thing I should say too is this first week, like we're looking at April 13 to 26, the first week in this period is the last week of Aries season. So there is like a tone change as we come into the second week. And I think, Leash, you're going to talk a little bit about something to do with that. That I think Leash yes. is next and then Cass. I am. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. And this is this is where Taurus, you know, we've already been talking about how Taurus season's not that great anymore, especially at the beginning because of, of Uranus. But now we've got Saturn in Aquarius as well. So the first thing the sun's going to do after it moves into Taurus on, um, I think it's Sunday most places, Sunday the 19th most places, but it's Monday the 20th here. But on the 21st, the Tuesday, it's going to square Saturn. And my sense is that we're being forced into a new type of action. There is the ground of Taurus. Usually Taurus is very grounded, very settled, um, very, you know, in the body, sensual. It's a place where we can feel really anchored. But with Uranus travelling over this area for the last 18 months, it hasn't been as much like that. 
And now we've got this square to Saturn and Aquarius going, yep, you thought you didn't understand what shaken up was before. Now you really get to know what's going on. And I just feel like we're being asked to be comfortable with what's unknown in this time. And this square between Saturn and well, the sun coming up to Saturn is just the two very opposite principles completely. And so it's like, how can we find a way to balance both of these in our charts? You know, what is it that the sun's shining a light on from Taurus about the newness of Saturn in Aquarius. Um, sorry, I can hear the cats going. So that almost in a way feels <laughs> like sure what this is going to be like. I'm not <laughs> it sure feels like that sun Saturn. <laughs> it's, the, it's the tension, the push pull of wanting to feel stable, wanting to feel secure, but everything feels quite out of control right now. So it's like, how can I ground and how can I feel stable at a time where things are very unstable. Um, yeah, that's kind of my feeling with this. What about you girls? I know, Kel, you said you had lots to say about this. Well, I mean, I just don't I always just have lots to say. <laughs> Isn't that like my life, talking less? Um, I think it is an important aspect as you're describing, Leash, because it is one of the first big we've, – we've already had Mars conjunct Saturn in Aquarius, but now we're getting the Sun square – and it, I think what it's highlighting is the Taurus part of our chart and the Aquarius part of our chart and a level of tension or this sort of being at odds. And this is new for us. We, we haven't had big squares from Taurus to Aquarius. It's not something we've experienced lately, like in the last few years. It is something we're going to experience a lot next year in 2021, so it's sort of this small scale preview of some of the topics or areas of your life that are going to need to be adjusted. Like one is going to affect the other, maybe in a way that you hadn't expected or hadn't thought about. Um, the sun squares that and I always think about too, as like um, an aspect where there is some limit or there is a responsibility or a duty, which is all Saturn stuff that might sort of tone down your bright light or your warm solar energy temporarily. It's like, I have to do this thing because I said I would, I've got to keep my word and the effort required to honor that commitment might be more than you initially expected. So there is a sense of like um, effort, you know, working or effortful. Something's just requiring, it's a little bit harder than you might've thought, bit of a slog. I always think with Saturn to the idea of um, quality, not quantity. It's sort of like, if you've got a limited amount of time, who or what should you dedicate your resources to? And I think many of us are reassessing priorities in this, you know, uh, weirdness that we're living in right now, you know, the pandemic world. And, you know, things that you thought were important maybe aren't and people that you realised are important you might be attending to more. So it's sort of a clarifying priorities but through a situation that might push your buttons or put you under a bit of pressure or stress just temporarily. So it's, it does have a heavier tone. Um, at least, you know, that's sort of what I'm expecting, a little bit of like, a, oh, this is a contraction type aspect. Um, what about you, Cass, our fixed sign yeah. gal? <laughs> this is just a little bit. Um, yeah, no, I totally agree with you. And just from client work and, you know, chatting with people, um, I think what a lot of people are experiencing collectively right now is that 
a change in their identity. Mm. So they might have lost their job. They might be, you know, still got their job but have to work from home or can't access their job or what have you. And so it's that kind of like the pressure is um, maybe sort of like, as you were saying, a diminishing of light. And so for people like the three of us, we're kind of used to the the solo life um, and working from home. But I've had some friends, you know, message me on Facebook, you know, how do you do this? And, you know, they're, you know, you know being forced into this situation of isolation and they're, they're almost feeling a bit sad or melancholic uh, with that, you know, Saturn influence there. And so I think that, you know, this will be that adjustment period um, and I think, you know, this might be around the time potentially where we might get, particularly after the weekend's aspects of Mercury, Venus and Mars, we might get some new information come through that weekend that might define new limits or boundaries that may be spoken about early in the week or press releases from government and things like that. And then it will be adjusting, oh, you know, what's this new reality? How does this look like f- for me now and what does that look like and then having to adjust and reprioritize your obligations and responsibilities um, i know there's you know a lot of women out there for instance who um overnight had careers and now they're at home looking after children and it's it's you know it, it's certainly done out of love but it's an adjustment and it's not necessarily um, one that they had a period of time where they could warm up to the idea of it. So, you know, mm. this might sort of that heaviness of that mm. um, and having to readjust how your identity looks or how you shine that light out in the world looks um, may sort of be more intensified under this aspect. Yeah. So, and it also yeah. makes me think what you're saying as well because, you know, Saturn is patience and 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 taking its time and it makes me think, will longer, you know, will we realise that this is going to go on for longer around this time? Will the timelines be extended? You know, will will that kind of come into view as well? So it'd be interesting to see. Oh, sure. Yeah, it's definitely a long game situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So on that so very think- happy note... <laughs> 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 let's move on from satin see yeah i mean it is, it is sobering so, and i sorry, think it's, everyone. yeah but sorry. it's it's real right um that's yeah. it yeah let's yeah. call it as it is which it is, is very satin as well yeah. yeah it is what it is call yeah. a spade a spade um, as you. so i think we're, we're gonna like mention the new moon a little bit new moon and taurus uh, yeah yeah were we, you were yes. looking at what Ocal, are we gonna say well, it's the new moon in Taurus, which yeah. is uh, <laughs> which is on the twenty second of uh, the month for everybody. So, if anybody would like some times, I've got uh, sorry the twenty third at uh, t- you know, midday twelve thirty here in Australia. It'll be on the east coast of the USA. It, that will um, perfect on the twenty second around 20, 10, 25 p.m. Uh, and if you're in the London or uh, that central time zone up there, uh, we are looking at April 23, very early at 3.25 a.m. And so this new moon's interesting. It's uh, three degrees of Taurus, which is the exaltation degree. So it's kind of nice, you know, we can enjoy that, but it's it has a catch and it's uh, exceptionally close to Uranus. So I guess it's interesting. This is the both lunations this month have got a Uranus influence. So I think it takes the the edge off the calm, serene, and 
you know, that breathing of Taurus or that fecund, nurturative, indulgent quality. So it does have a sense of, you know, strap yourself in. This is not necessarily going to be a comfortable uh, lunation. It may, in fact, be a little bit more about the disrupted comfort and it may potentially even be a little bit of an aftershock uh, from what we experience with under the sun Saturn conjunction. So, um, yeah. <laughs> so what do you girls think about uh, this new moon? Yeah, there is all of that. I do like that it's looking to Venus in Gemini. Um, I think that brings a bit of lightness and a bit of fun into this. But yeah, it definitely has that kind of, it's not as, I don't know, I usually love the new moon in Taurus and it's the, an area of my chart that I always like to do a lot of work in. And I will still, and I guess it's looking to that area of your chart to try to understand how you can bring in new ideas and new perceptions and maybe, you know, be flexible and willing to change a bit with this new moon and create some new beginnings. I mean, it's not a new story, Uranus in Taurus, but I guess this is a chance to really get some extra insights and some extra push into what we can consciously change right now to give Uranus that energy rather than letting it do it on us. So what about you, Cal? Yeah, it is. It's, I mean, I always, I still think about the, the kind of energetic tension between Taurus, which is the pure energy of Taurus is just about stability and security and consistency and embodiment. And Uranus is sort of the opposite of those things. It's it's connected to one of the sky gods. So it's it's up here, whereas Taurus is down here. And there is so much about change and activity, like um, exciting things and stimulating things. And I think to have the new moon near Uranus, it does add a flavor of excitement and it stirs things up. So that feeling of being restless or even a bit bored with the status quo, sometimes Uranus does just bring change where we're like, oh, I wasn't expecting that. There's that unexpected surprise. But other times Uranus creates this restless, I want to change things or I'm ready to try something different kind of vibe. And I think, you know, different people will have different experiences with this um, new moon Uranus combination. Some of us will get in touch with that restlessness and the curiosity that it leads to. And we might feel like we can take the initiative with shaking up or experimenting, doing things differently. Um, I'm not a big like app type of girl. I tend to like, you know, a notebook and pen, but I'm definitely exploring how I can do things a little bit more technology, which is, you know, a super Uranus thing. Um, so it is, it's a weird sense of like starting over, but starting differently, if you like. Yeah. Yeah. They kind of really are the antithesis of each other. You know, the st stability mm. of Taurus that just wants everything to be the same. And Uranus is like, no, I want everything to be different. So, yeah. you know, if this is going to be a sore spot in your own chart, it might be that invitation to, oh, but this is how I've always done it. Or this is mm. what I always order from the restaurant or whatever it is. And it might be, hey, I'm just going to try a new thing. Um, and being the new moon, you know, it's like what you try on that lunation may sort of plant the seed for that future growth or new things that will come through, which you don't know with Uranus, you know, it could kind of, you know, course correct you or, you know, catapult you into something that you, oh, I really like this now. And, you know, this is the new me. So 
Um, it might be a, an opportunity to, you know, switch up some of your tastes or your preferences around those more kind of practical um, or, you know, the routine, the regular thing that you would you would do. You know, if you always have, you know, Chinese takeout on a Thursday night, well, I don't know, get fish and chips or something. Just do something <laughs> a little bit different yeah. just to kind of like, you know, and let's face it, we're all in a bit of cabin fever right now uh, to varying degrees. So maybe this is like, okay, well, this is the constraints of what is, what can we do that's different or inspiring or maybe even a little bit unique within the bounds that we're able to work with right now. Totally. And it, it does make me think about, you know, it's the new moon in Taurus and the new moon is usually like, let's reset, refresh, refocus for the next four weeks. Because it's with Uranus, which is one of our uh, slower moving outer planets, it sort of highlights the longer trend of Uranus in Taurus. So it's a combination. And that's where I think the weirdness comes into is this combination of yeah, there's a few things that you can get started that'll have an impact in the next few weeks, but there are other things that will have maybe longer timelines. And then when we remind ourselves, like this new moon is ruled by Venus, who's in Gemini, and she's moving quite slowly because she's going to go retrograde next month. So there's this sense of like starting, but, you know, with maybe longer timelines or with slower outcomes than we would normally get from a new moon. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I also think, you know, this is the third time Uranus has been at four degrees and oh, six degrees, sorry. So for those of us that have already been having Uranus transits to that area, <laughs> this is almost like a last push or a last opportunity or, or perhaps a way to make a new beginning from what we've learnt, what's already been shaken up. Um so yes, it may be longer term trends for, you know, in the overall area of our chart. But I feel like for those people who've had this going back and forth over this area for quite a while now, it's a chance to kind of go, right, I've learned a lot. I know what I need to change. Now I can actually settle that change in and really set it into place. Um, something you said earlier, Cass, that I um, reminded me of a quote I was reading this week, which is the most dangerous phrase in our modern language is we've always done it this way. Mm. And this is really, um, this is really one of those things where it's like, okay, I have to change up the way I've always done things. And I've had to push and I've had reminders and the universe has kept tapping me on the shoulder about this. This is, you know, this is a last reminder to actually do something about this because otherwise if you leave it the way it is, it may stay and it may be something that ends up holding you back um, and not allowing to live in a new kind of paradigm or a new kind of world. So, yeah. Yeah, this Uranus-Taurus kind of connection really is the farmer's cattle prod or branding iron to the bull, isn't it? Like, mm. you know, just that sort of, you know, bull just, you know, chewing the card not a care in the world and then all of a sudden that shock of of Uranus coming along so yeah it can it's like a firecracker type of influence to something that really does maybe need a little bit of uh, a little bit of salt shaken on it you know what I mean totally mm. I mean and we're sort yeah. of veering into the aspect that you want to talk about at the end of this two-week period Cass. <laughs> 
Because yeah, the new moon the, is kind of on one side and then what you want to talk about is on the yeah, other, I guess. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I think there's a bit of a continuation of theme with this lunation this time um, because then on the 26th, so the new moon is on like the Wednesday, Thursday, and then we have uh, the sun conjoined Uranus on Sunday the 26th as winds up the, the, the fortnight. And so this is an aspect that does just happen once every year. Um, and so what I love about this is there's still that freedom piece. You know, it is the sun, it is Uranus. It is about how do I want to shine that light out there and how do I want to maybe not have my, you know, my leash tugged or, you know, we're all feeling that restlessness to varying degrees about, um, you know, constraints of limits or that tension and pressure of not being able to do all the things that, that we want to do. And so when the sun conjoins Uranus, this might be our opportunity to really embrace the new normal and push back on the boundaries of um, not necessarily in a rebellious way or an illegal way. <laughs> I mean, there are always options too. Almost going to the beach now is, is a crime. But it's like, you know, when we do have some constriction or this, um, you know, it's obvious what we're all experiencing, um, but what that can really um, prompt is real authenticity because now we're mm. really, we've been kind of teleported out of the, the grind and the everyday and the busyness and the going to work and doing the things and paying the bills. It's like now we do have a lot of this sort of Taurus time, this kind of, all right, we've just got a, we're a little bit on the back foot, so we're just going to breathe and we're just going to kind of go with the flow with it. And it's in this stillness, that's what really breeds the creativity. It's the, that necessity, you know, is the mother of invention. And so there can be those lightning bolts of creative inspiration when you can carve out a new path or blaze a new trail for yourself that you wouldn't have even been able to tap into if you still had that job or if you still had that situation of, or if life was just as it was a few months ago, you know, this might inspire something that's a little bit more deep or meaningful or more connected to that idea of your identity and spirit. You know, I, I love that Uranus piece, you know, especially with the sun, it's kind of like that middle finger. I'm not going to do things because I should do or what I was always thought I can do. So there's that, there's a potential to sort of shift your own paradigms around, you know, what mm. you have thought have been true. Um, and, you know, the fact that this is happening just fresher for the, that still kind of new moon of Taurus, it can actually sort of prompt you to, you know, really get like the deep within yourself kind of thing and go, which ways have I been stuck or which ways have I been too stable and how can I create something more fresh or new or exciting with this? And I think this can really, if you tap into it and if it speaks to you, you know, around the six degrees of the fixed signs, uh, in particular, so what, Taurus, Leo, Scorpio and Aquarius, this is going to be, how can I do things differently? And, you know, I love the kind of been speaking to clients a lot about this, trying to, you know, there's a lot of satin constriction right now. You know, we've got sort of containment of the rings, but this is an aspect that can be like, yeah, but 
what can I do outside of the rings that might be authentic, mm. new or different? I mean, I could really talk about this one to midnight. I really love the sun and the Uranus aspect each year. And, you know, of course, this is really activating one particular house topic for us for the next several years. And so, you know, we've had a couple of warm-up ones, but, you know, now it's starting to kind of gain a little bit more traction and become a little bit more, okay, well, it's not going to be anywhere else for a while. So in this stillness, think about it. What could you you know, what limits could you push back on if you don't have to pay bills or if you don't have a job to do, um, you know, and that that's where that beautiful, um, you know, and authentic is a bit of a simplistic word and I've used that already, but that joy, that sparkle or that radiance of, of your being can really be unleashed under this um, transit. So that's my sun Uranus rant. <laughs> what about you, Lishi? What do you think about this? <laughs> Well, having had Sun Uranus, I, yeah, I'm not so optimistic about it personally. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I guess the way I'm looking at it is everybody's like, when we go back to the normal, when we go back to where we were before COVID-19 happened or, or anything, it's like, you can't, this is a new paradigm. There's a, there's a, we can never go back to where we were. So it's almost like we're coming off the back of that sun square Saturn, that all that restriction you were talking about, Cass. And then we're going into this opposite. It's like breaking things apart. And I feel like we're entering a totally unknown time, a totally unknown space. We already knew this. The astrology talks about this, but it's like, how do we do that? What things do we have to put in place? What do we have to break apart? What do we have to let go of so we can be in that place? And yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I, you, you put it also beautifully. I don't know how much extra I can add. I just feel like there's this sense of stepping into a brave new world and this this transit is going to give us um, and some insight on what that looks like. What about yeah, you, Cal? Yeah, I think, yeah, Cass, you did such a good job. I'm like, oh, my God, you've just given all the Uranus and Uranus things. I guess when I was listening to it, I was probably a little bit like you, Leash, where I was like, okay, yes, because these are all the good outcomes of Sun Uranus in, in many ways. And I've had many Uranus transits where I get those great, like, I get out of my mm. comfort zone. I don't want to do it at the start, but I do it and it works out really well. Um, but I also do want to hold some space for the fact that Sun Uranus could be like a shock or something unexpected where you're like that. I, I feel a bit sideswiped and I don't necessarily know. It could be at a collective level, but it can also be, you know, in our day to day lives. We're all still living our lives. We're all still dealing with our families and our finances and our friendships and our relationships and our health and wellness stuff. And it, it might just be that sense. Like I think this, this weekend, this last weekend in April, this aspect is exact on Sunday the 26th, but I think we'll be feeling it on the Saturday as well. That restlessness mm. and that desire to kind of do something now, but then maybe you make a decision prematurely. But the other side of that is sometimes when you just do something now, you act really instinctively. So that's where I was like, I loved what you were saying about everything, Cass. Um, but then I, and then the other, other word that I had was, you know, Uranus always think about as an experiment. You're trying something new you won't get it right the first time. And so it's like doing the new thing. How did it go? What did you learn? How will you adapt the second time or the third time that you do it? Uh, yeah. Mm. And yeah. And, yeah, and being open kind of to feels, making mistakes. 
Yeah, exactly. Because Uranus kind of feels to me like an energy that it invites you to level up. And yeah, it's a, an ongoing process. And so you level up to one step and it doesn't end there. It's like a healing journey or, a, yeah. a, you know, scaling your business or growing. It, it never ends. And so Uranus is always that kind of carrot, you know, go further, push further, get out of that comfort zone. And you're not going to level up if you stay in the same place where you are. So um, it is that kind of like that cosmic carrot dangling in front of you. And it's, you know, the risk is you don't get reward without risk. And mm. each of us have an uh, individual relationship to risk. Some of us are, you know, strap me in, I'll ride that roller coaster. That's, whereas yes. others are like, no, I'm just going to stay right here on the ground. Thanks. And so each of us will respond to Uranus transits, um, you know, individually, depending on our risk aversion. So that's a really um, good uh, way of describing it. <laughs> and also I just get the sense that, you know, this is – I. it's being willing to brave your, your own wilderness, bringing in Brené Brown. It's being willing to step in that space and go, I'm just going to be me and I actually don't care what others think. Or even if I do care what others think, it's more important how I feel about myself than how others feel about me and being willing to risk that space. So, yeah, it's, you know, I'm always going to come in with the Scorpio psychological thing, but it's like getting into the internal spaces and seeing where it is that you have to kind of push back on the expectations and responsibilities others are trying to thrust in on you. Um, and that's the place where you can be risk averse as well. Mm. Yeah, totally. And it is the sun. So we are talking about that sense of our core identity or mm. that real inner, you know, where the light comes from. So, you know, the ability, yeah. ability to kind of be vulnerable around that too will really come in. So, yeah, it's kind of like this, you know, potentially an itchy, scratchy or a very exciting um, period of time depending Absolutely. And I think it's really good for people just to get that sense too that this, uh, the week sort of the second week in this period, like once the sun goes into Taurus around um, April 19, April 20, we are kind of shifting dynamics. We're dealing with different planetary aspects and, and planets mm. in different signs that is very different from all the Capricorn, you know, Aries, Cancer stuff that we've been talking a lot about in the last sort of year. Um, so it does feel like there is that shift yeah which is a good thing yeah cool cool so, so that's yeah. the week or well, the fortnight actually um april 13 to 26 so um would either of you girls like to share with our listeners maybe what you've got going on um anything you would like to promote or, or share with everybody least you've been yep, coming up yeah yep my new moon in Aries group. Um, so I am going to hold it on the new moon in Aries, which will be so it'll you be. You mean the, the new moon in Taurus? Taurus, God, where am I? The new moon in Taurus <laughs> on the 23rd, um, which will be so that that will be Thursday night here in Australia, which will be Thursday morning um, in Europe and very early Thursday morning in the US. So yeah, hop onto my website to be able to register for that. Oh, and no, that'll be after that. There'll be next episode. 
Cal? And you, Kelly, what have oh, you got yeah. happening? Um, I was just checking my calendar to figure out what I did have happening. Um, my four-part online training on the planets will start uh, Monday, April 13th, so just um, as this episode will go live. Uh, and information about that's on my website, Kelly's Astrology. And then on the weekend of April 25th and 26th, I'm presenting a talk on saying I do, looking at the cycles of commitment in relationships. And I'm presenting that talk as part of a two-day virtual summit that Astrology University is hosting called Exploring and Celebrating Our Connections. So it's all about astrology and relationships actually free to sign up. Um, And so you can pop over to the Astrology University website for more details about that. There is an option to, you know, buy recordings and things like that, but I know that you are able to watch all the uh, lectures and there'll be a number of other presenters speaking over that weekend as well. So yeah, I'm excited for that and excited for my planets course. Uh, What about you, Cass? What do you have coming up? Well, I'll be emerging from the writer's den. I've been in a bit of a client lockdown for the last little bit, uh, getting writing projects done. So my books are open, taking clients for a couple of weeks and, um, yeah, just doing all the regular things. Love it. So you'll be available yeah. for client astro readings, Cass. Um, and Correct, And yeah. are you open for client consults at the moment as well? Or at this um, time you might not be? I'm booked until I think yeah the second week that we're talking about my books will be back open again I am actually that's something I should mention for counseling sessions only I'm doing that by donation at the moment so if anybody is in um feeling stressed or anxious or just wants to talk things through with somebody um yeah just contact me and I've got three sessions a week that I'm opening and available for for donation only counseling Cool. And Cass, you've got cool. Astro Consults that you're opening up, uh, I guess, mid-April, which is when this episode goes out. Exactly. Yeah, you'll be, uh, yeah, finished your big writing deadline. I hope. <laughs> I might be in trouble if I'm not. But, yeah, no, I've got a couple of projects that, uh, yeah, deadlines uh, are sort of due around then. So hopefully um, that will all be smooth sailing and, yeah, it will be a client-happy April. So, yeah, I hope you all enjoy the new moon and the kind of, you know, Mercury um, aspects on the 17th and 18th and you get that opportunity to you know, have some wonderful online connections with your loved ones that you can't see in person right now. So I think that's just so vital to, you know, keep the togetherness and uh, the uh, mental health as well. Excellent. Yeah, totally. Okay. Stay safe, stay sane, everyone. Bye. We look forward to seeing you next time. Bye.